0: Hi, my name is Pat live and welcome to Love the Music. Today is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. Welcome to the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. The indie music scene is comprised of a wide range of artists those who have been in the business for many years, and those who are just getting their feet wet. My goal was to connect with a wide range of Canadian artists to find out how everyone was approaching isolation, the ban on live performances for the foreseeable future, how the pandemic changed their lives and their plans, and how they were coping personally and professionally. Today's artist is Eddie Bullen. I had the great pleasure of meeting Eddie five years ago while working on a Sunday evening concert series with Michael Williams. Over the years, I have had the pleasure of photographing Eddie at the Beaches International Jazz Festival, his Smooth Jazz Cruise, a number of the Dueling Piano shows, and more recently at the Poetry Jazz Cafe in Toronto's Kensington Market. A wonderful human being and one of the kindest people I know. Eddie Bolin is a pianist, composer, arranger, and producer. His deep love and passion for music is apparent every time you see him perform, and he loves nothing better than sharing that passion with his audiences. If there's a piano or keyboard anywhere within 500 paces, Eddie will find it and gravitate towards it like a magnet. Since his move to Toronto from Grenada in 1980, Eddie has never stopped. His lengthy career has yielded an abundance of awards, including a Juno, from his first album, Nocturnal Affair, in 1996, to his most recent, Kaleidoscope, released in January 2020. Eddie gives his audience a taste of contemporary jazz, flavored with Caribbean rhythms, and a little bit of spice. To date, Eddie has recorded and or produced over 200 albums at his studio, Thunderdome Sounds. He has worked with Caribbean, Canadian, and American artists, including Melba Moore, Anselm Douglas, Byron Lee, Maestro, David Rudder, Liberty Silver, Deborah Cox, and Dee Dee Bridgewater. Eddie is also a composer and arranger for TV, radio, and films, and his production company, also called Thunderdome Sounds, nurtures youth talent through a high school co-op program he launched in 1986. Eddie's touring projects include... The Eddie Bullen Band, Father and Son Dueling Pianos with his son Quincy Bullen, and the Caribbean Jazz Collective. He has toured China extensively a number of times with both the Eddie Bullen Band and the Dueling Piano shows. His smooth jazz cruise, which runs out of Toronto Harbor on a yearly basis, has been a popular event for over 20 years and sells out with a maximum crowd of 300 every time. Eddie Bullen.
1: Yes, this is Eddie Bullen, my name is Eddie Bullen, and I am a producer of music, I have a recording studio, Thunderdome Sounds, I perform as well, I'm a pianist, I, I'm a jazz pianist, I perform, and um, I, I, make, I, I consider myself a dream maker, I make dreams come true, people uh, or artists come to me and I... Um, They give me a synopsis of what they like, and I sit and take that information and create a dream for them. And so many of them have left dancing. So for me, that is a sense of accomplishment and just making sure that they're happy. So I immigrated from Grenada, where um, I spent my formative years in my dad's music store, and I was up pretty much the last point of purchase when he'd try to sell a piano i'd go to piano and i'd play and then um the parents of the kids would say you see um mr bullinson plays like that so once i buy this piano you have to play like that so and that was (laughs) that was our 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 little thing that we did my dad did and i worked with him and he taught me a lot and um However, and I played at the hotels in Grenada, and then uh, my mom sent for me. She lived in Canada at the time. Um, My sister suffered with sickle cell anemia, so she was here um, trying to get medicated. And I came to Canada, and I um, remember, um, you know, going to Long McQuaid and buying my keyboard and getting my first gig with Robert E. Lee, and um, that was a pretty eye-opening experience um, a, a thing that I vividly remember on our way to the gig the musicians um, were doing the set list and uh, they were going through a lot of songs and some of them I knew some I didn't know and at one point they said um, you should do cocaine and I was like what what have I gotten myself into and I was a bit I was a bit freaked out. And I think they probably saw my my free and and then advised me that there's a song called cocaine which i've never <laughs> i've never heard, so that was a relief anyway so anyway those those were my my first uh gigs and you know just experiences in Canada and you know trying to deal with the cold and and just you know embracing it and now um i've over the years i've um artists have allowed me to produce them and arrange for them and perform with them. To date I've done over two hundred albums where I've produced and worked on. So and I think you want
0: to you Juno know yourself.
1: Yeah. And so. um so I forget I've done my my duty and um, I've passed the mantle on to my sons who I think will will carry on.
0: I think so. I think there's something the two boys to be proud of. Yes. So where were you, what were you doing a year ago?
1: I was, actually, I was touring, yeah, about a year ago. Yeah, I was touring. I was in China, and we did a, actually, this was my, actually, third visit to China. Um, I I went there in 2018, where I worked in organizing entertainment for um, the Olympics, and um, mm-hmm. I spent almost three months there doing that. And um, in 2017, I performed in 10 cities in China, and last year, um, 2019, I went with my sons, which was a dream of mine, and I performed with them in China, where we did 15 cities. Um, So we spent a month traveling all throughout China, which was amazing for them and for me as well, um, just to see them enjoying it and... Um, embracing the culture and just finding out about you know new things, especially on that side of the world. So that's where we were. and um, and then we came back to Canada and we were doing gigs and and I, I was producing as well too prior to that.
0: So where did you expect to be now?
1: <laughs> i I expected to be preparing for my annual boat cruise <laughs> and um, which I've been having for years. You know, and there were a couple of gigs that I, you know, Beaches Jazz Festival, was um, I was booked to play at the E as well too, and several other gigs, private parties, and corporate performances. Dueling pianos that we that I do with my son Quincy, and um, yeah, and we are quarantined. We're in our home, but we we have a setup downstairs, and we jam frequently. So. That's comforting.
0: Yeah, because as I was going to say, what's your current situation now? So you've been doing a lot of work downstairs in your studio.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, adhering to social distancing, um, you know, we've been doing several projects. You know, we pick and choose the projects that we've been doing. We just did a video for Jay Douglas. Actually, we did two videos for him because um, a lot of the festivals now are... Asking for content because they want to put a virtual um, show on, so um, that 's what we 've been doing, and artists you know are, are finding creative ways of creating content to supply um, to various organizations and you know jazz festivals and festivals in the ho- uh, on the hold um, and we 've been doing several as well too we 've done for the Markham Jazz Festival and beaches and um, like that. That's what we've been
0: doing, keeping busy. Yes. So, has the pandemic and isolation changed your approach? Yes. And how you're keeping yourself relevant?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, everything's become streaming now, so we've been doing a bit of that, and also packaging. It, it, you, the, the thing is, prior to the lockdown, I my vision was to have content and and produce videos, so. I started setting up my basement to to do that. You know, so when COVID hap- happened, I was pretty much, you know, three quarters of the way into doing that. So it was to just implement primarily the live stream component of it, which is still um, in flux, is happening. I think technology is now, everybody is actually retooling Facebook Instagram and all the platforms are now retooling themselves to accommodate uh, live streaming. So I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've been doing that as well as doing actually doing a lot of packaging um, content for uh, different organizations. And um, yeah, so that's kind of the trajectory. I, I, you know, when you know when anything happens, um, my my theory is that you have to to um you have to morph into the situation you know and and it has happened several times in the mus- in, in the music industries, for example, you know when um, CD sales are are going, you have to figure out ways of marketing and promoting yourself so that you can um, adjust and retool and mm-hmm. and stay alive, you know what I mean and learn so uh, fortunately, my boys were able to, um, to help with that. And then we formed a team that can do that. My, my son, Trey Michael, does a lot of uh, photo and videography. And um, so he's been manding that. Quincy has, has you know, audio chaps and also um, video. And I'm, I'm pretty much audio as well, too. So we pool our resources together so that we can, you know, shovel with content so it's it's been good so far.
0: How do you ask, can you plan for something like this? And I thought of the Boy Scouts motto, you know, always be prepared. Yeah. So do you think anybody could possibly plan for something like this?
1: No, you can't. Um, but what happens is when something like this happens, you go into survival mode. And musicians, that's what we do, you know. We have to figure out we we're we're pretty much as good as our, our last gig, so we always have to be marketing ourselves right. you know um
0: you think they're more adaptable more flexible
1: yeah, some musicians are some some are having a a, a a challenge with it you know for example, musicians with a steady gig um that they've been doing for years that it'll be a challenge for them um however, musicians you know, who, especially the younger musicians, they've been coming up with ways of marketing and promoting themselves. And um, and, and I guess it, it, it's, it could be cool, you know, they're, they're living at home and then they can, you know, stay in the basement and, you know, figure out ways. And technology now is really geared to the younger audience, you know what I mean? They figure out, you know, they figure out things and they figure out apps and, you know... The older you get, the, you sort of don't pay attention to those things. Age and... should
0: not come into this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but when you have young people close to you, you can just say, "Figure this out," or they can bring it to you. Yeah. So so that's one of the things that was really helpful for me. You know what I
0: mean? I do. Is are you writing now?
1: Yeah, still. Writing. As,
0: has isolation affected any of your writing, or is it representative no. in your writing at no, all? No,
1: no, no. I mean, one of the things that I'm doing as well, too, is doing songs that are sort of representative of the time that we live, you know, songs that, um, you know, give humanity hope and, um, you know, like, you know, Lean On Me. I just did a version of that where um, the, the Grenadian community is, uh, they're getting ready to do a live performance next Thursday and they wanted Lean On Me with a, several different artists, from Grenada, so I just I just put that together for them, and you know, and, um, a change is going to come. I just did a version with Aidan um, Church, who's a wonderful actor and singer. So songs like that, I have been doing.
0: So, there's there's been a lot apparently <laughs> online sales of instruments. People are now pulling. You know, I used to play the flute 30 years ago, so I'm going to pull out of the closet. I'm going to dust off the guitar. So a lot of musicians out there, usually, a lot of them, play other instruments other than their their primary one. Or even vocalists, you know, they're, they're pulling out the, the, the clarinet that they played in high school. Do you think there might be a renaissance coming in music, new experimentation, maybe something that's more reflective of what is going on now, thinking back to what happened in the 60s mm-hmm. with the protest songs, et cetera. Not necessarily protest songs per se now, but it was reflected the times. Lean On Me even reflected the times back then. So do you think music might be headed for a little bit of a change? We'll get out of the, the uh, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift pop era. And yeah. back into something that's more meaningful, maybe?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so because it always um times always reflect I mean it affects the artist as well too, and it it it'll come out in their in their property, intellectual property. And so I think yes, it will it will do that. I mean for me I've been seeing that with several clients that I've worked for virtually. They've sent me songs and they say, Listen, I I'd like to do reach out and touch some Somebody's hand. So I just did that for. a artist in, in uh, Texas, you know. So there's a lot of those things happening, and I just wrote a song. I um, actually produced a song for an artist by the name of Michael Vincent, and there's a, there's a song about hope and um, courage and what and what steps we make after here. But like, what do we do, and how the world's going to has impacted from COVID nineteen. So yes, I think there'll be a lot more conscious lyrics you know what I mean, back, you know, I, I don't think the Justin Bieber and it will fade away, but it'll definitely um, add more conscious lyrics to, you know, songs that are being released right now. Maybe
0: not make them so frivolous anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, most musicians will rely on touring. Yeah. Especially to keep themselves relevant. Um, that's their life. Um Selling their merch is a big part of it. So, do you think that streaming and cross-promoting uh, might be the wave of the future for well, I artists? Think,
1: I think it is the way now. Streaming is pretty much the way. I mean,
0: but the focal point, or do you think? Well, do you think it's going to replace live entertainment and touring?
1: No, no, especially monetarily, uh, because streaming is not at a place where. Uh, monetarily, it can sustain you in any significant way. I, I mean, the, the content providers who um, are making money from streaming are putting out content every day, you know. So, you've got to have lots of pieces of content out there so that you can get that remuneration. Um, but, but what we do is like we put out an album, and then you work the album. And next year you put out another album and you work the album. So this this is like every, I mean, you can put out an album every six months, but it's usually every year a musician puts out an album. So frankly, I have no idea, you know, how we're going to do that in terms of the music. One of the ways that um, a lot of other people are doing stuff is they're teaching, you know, on online, online tutorials, online master classes and stuff like that. So that's a way um, you can do that because streaming really is not at a stage where it'll, I mean, you have to have a major hit to make the kind of money that will sustain you for a long period. Streaming does not do that right now anyway.
0: And for our first musical interlude, Grand Dance. Think of warm sun, sparkling sand and cocktails by the water according to eddie grand dance is a composition he wrote as a tribute to one of the most amazing beaches in grenada grand dance beach and the people who have been there having remarked that it is one of the best beaches in the world back to the pandemic interviews conversations in a changing time we've just heard grand dance a piece written and performed by eddie bullen you are listening to a conversation i had with eddie in july 2020 do you think there's a lot of noise on the airwaves though yeah because there's a lot of stuff happening with streaming i mean it's just it, we're inundated with it i think there's a lot of a lot of quality stuff there's a lot of noise like every it's a lot of competition
1: See, back in the day when we did a record, it was, it was always trying to get distribution. Right? Okay. So now, you don't have, distribution is at the click of a button. That's You click, and you're, in you're on 150 platforms that people can stream or buy your music at a click of a mouse. So distribution is not a problem anymore. Promotion and marketing is, is really the issue right now. You know, how you get to the chatter and that is is crowded as well too it's it's massively crowded so um you are, so i mean right now what's been happening is 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 a shock value everybody wants to shock you into liking or following so that's kind of where things are right now i'm i'm hoping that that exhausts itself you know i you mean know, so that we can get back to really Proper content and people.
0: Well, it's all about the music, now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, so frankly, it's it's I, I have no idea where the dust is going to settle on that. But I mean, as a musician and as a musician who think that they the content that they've been doing is, is you know can stand up, um, I, I do hope that you know when the dust settles, the ones who've been you know, writing really good stuff will Quality. rise to the top.
0: Quality over quantity. Yeah. How are you coping personally? I'm I'm
1: good. You know, I mean, I have my sons, um, and I have a, f- a friend of mine staying with me as well, too, because he was supposed to travel to Japan. That didn't happen. So my home is um, full of, of people, and, and I think in a time like this, I'm i'm fortunate to to be to have people around me and so i don't really feel it that much and and when i i feel like it i go into my backyard and sit down and and just you know have quiet time
0: enjoy the sun enjoy the sun what do you think it's going to take to get people back into the venues
1: i i really have no idea what that is going to be like i mean it's how long do we have to social distance? And, I mean, are they going to have a vaccine that, you know, people are going to still feel comfortable being close to each other? Because for a musician, that's what we want. We want it to see, you know, we want the sweat to be, you know, falling on you. You know what I mean? We, will, we will want to feel those things. And now, that is... Uh, and It's it's an issue right now. You know what I mean? So, And is that going to go away? Or are we going to stay with that? I mean, if you think of... 9/11 and how we how travel has changed in the past 20 years. Like I'm looking at this as what's going to happen after COVID. There are a lot of things that are going to be changed. Are we going to do? We have to you no know, stick in circles at a at a concert. I mean, do, do you, can you go to to? It's not going to work. You know, Air Canada Centre, and and you know, sit next to somebody. And, and they sneeze or they cough and you and you have a problem do it so i i'm i am I have no idea what is gonna happen i i mean it it's sort of I
0: think people are just gonna you know oh there's a and i mean even if you look at smaller venues oh there's a you know there's a concert at at uh, the horseshoe tavern. I haven't seen live music in six months I'm going yeah. Regardless, you think yeah. it's going to get to that? I mean, yeah, people. I think
1: so. I think people are... I mean, we're, we're, we're that kind of being anyway, you know? We like to congregate. We want to be close to each other. We like to hug. And I think eventually over time, it'll it'll slowly go back to that because we're human beings and that's kind of what we've done. And I think, the you know, if you look at pandemics in the past, you know, they've all... Did social distancing and then eventually, over time, it has come back. Um, so I, I think over time it'll probably do that, but it with regard to the trajectory of when that's going to be, I, I don't think it's going to be any time soon.
0: No, well, they haven't got a the, When did when did HIV come out? When did AIDS come out? 1980s. They still haven't got a vaccine for that. Yeah. So what are we looking at over 30 years?
1: Yeah. So yeah, thirty-five years. Yeah, I mean, right now the the, the 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 way people recover is really your body, you know, your immune system. So you, we have just have to make sure our immune system is strong, and I think yeah. that's kind of where we have to head.
0: You think twenty twenty might be a career killer for some that are not so well established?
1: Yes, I think so. Yeah, I, I know of, of uh, two two people who've uh, quit and gone you know, landscaping, and and um, and the next one's carpentry.
0: how do you think it was going to reflect the ones that were just deciding to get in they were just starting to play the clubs they were just getting their foot in the door
1: yeah they have there's that, that a that is a hard decision to make because the the wind of the the, the music industry is it's gone so that is I mean you have to just figure I mean usually there's always a, a way to figure out. There's always some way to to make sure that you carve your own way in this, and and that's really the people who are going to survive. You know, there's always there's somebody who will come out of this, and you'll say, "Why didn't I think of that?" Right. So there's there'll be some people who will come out of it. It won't be many, but there'll be some people. Who...
0: Yeah, I've been using the term "call the herd," which it sounds rather harsh, but I'm wondering if, you know, we've got tens of thousands of musicians just in the GTA alone, how many of those are really going to survive, especially the ones that are in. You've got sort of the middle and the top, and I'm talking more locally, not internationally. And then you've got the ones just coming in from the bottom, and I'm just wondering, I have a feeling we're going to see a great reduction.
1: Yes, I think but, so. Because it, And it depends on your responsibilities as well, too, you yeah. know. Because the higher up the food chain you go, you, you take on more responsibilities. For example, you have a family, you have children, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you have mouths to feed. So it, uh, those things really make a decision in terms of your career choice from, from here, you know what I mean? Because really where you would be traveling and, and knowing exactly how many gigs you have and how much money you're going to be bringing home, that's indefinite right now. So. And then
0: there's the fear of if I'm at these gigs and in a crowd of people, what am I bringing back home to my family, now? do I have to quarantine for two weeks? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's a real, it's a big question. That one is. And Collaboration. I, oh, you yeah. want to say something?
1: Yeah, and actually, I mean, when you look at what's happening in the United States, we, you know, there the, the, um, there have been a lot of tours in the United States, and so what? That, that seems like that situation is not going to be settled soon. <sighs> And and uh, do you want to do you for the, even if you get a tour do you want to take the chance you know so that that is a major thing.
0: Yeah, keep the keep the uh, border closed for a while is what I keep thinking. Mm-hmm. I think the U- U.S. hasn't peaked yet. So, do you think the whole isolation thing has encouraged more collaboration among musicians?
1: Yes, yes. That's I could the see short that. answer. Yes, I could see that. I mean, you look at. Social media feeds, and you can see that you know people are staying at home there because everybody had a have a little studio in the house, so they're creating all these uh, videos. You know, everybody can stay at home and create these things. So, so that is that for me is a it's it's a good thing. How long that can sustain itself, you know, is yet to be seen
0: now what about collaboration with the venues because the venues can't serve, i mean they need a certain amount of especially the live music venues need need the musicians to survive and the musicians need the venues to survive so what about collaboration there yeah. when you can start when they you can start back playing
1: yeah well that actually starts started happening um because i got a call yesterday advising me at- a venue in Toronto that they want to do performance at the venue and they want to uh, broadcast it social media. So that is actually happening. And and it's kind of what I said before, is that somebody's going to figure out a way doing this and, and it'll work. And I think all the venues are trying to figure out ways of doing it. I mean, most of them are doing uh, things where they... Opening the venue and they're doing a performance from the venue and.
0: Broadcast. But how how are you going to control the monetization of that? I mean, if you if you're streaming, I mean, if you're if you're a venue who has let's say subscribers, mm-hmm. and you need you need something to, I mean, you got to give your subscribers something they've paid, you mm-hmm. know, for the, their their year long concert series. But I'm a subscriber, and and Eddie Bullen's on stage, you know, dueling pianos. So I'm going to watch you and Quincy. I paid for the ticket. Who's to say I'm not going to have 20 other people in my living room watching this? Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the questions is, is I mean, how, how are they possibly going to be able to monetize the streaming? Because there's no control at that end.
1: Yeah. And that's really what it is. And that's to, to me another question is, mm. who is going to come up with a creative way of monetizing this stuff? And right now, like i said it's a free for all everybody's trying all different because um, they're ways. selling
0: tickets now, yeah you know, but again, yeah, how many people are at the other end
1: yeah, yeah I mean when you think of it it's it's not a, the, the capacity like frankly i don't really care if there are a lot of people in your in your living room I, My thing is is this this is global. Right, so I I could now sell a ticket in Japan, and I could sell a ticket in Greece, and I you know
0: sell a ticket in Estonia. To, yeah, right. Yeah.
1: So for that is the is the sort of million dollar question. If you if you have that broadcast, how many you know venues on or what platform that you can use that can sell tickets globally, and that's kind of what I was I'm trying to do in my basement. I'm setting it up so that i can do a concert now and broadcast it and and you know turn that into some kind of monetary remuneration for for the artists and for myself
0: can you do a five piece band down there yeah with a huge drum set yeah so collabor- so collaboration with the venues is a good thing collaboration with other artists so are you are you doing zoom or skype uh, or how are you collaborating yeah, we- with the ar- the artists Um, They just send you a piece, you work on it, you send it back?
1: Yeah, that's kind of how we're doing the collaboration right now. I'm not doing Zoom.
0: And that's working? Yeah. Yeah, very well. This next song is called Sunset Marquee, a composition from Eddie's 2020 CD, Kaleidoscope. In Eddie's words, this is a melody that I have been playing around with for a couple of years. I was hoping to put some other changes to it. However, nothing really worked. So I decided to just keep that simple melody and bring it back as the motif throughout the length of the song. back to the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. We've just heard Sunset Marquee, a piece written and performed by Eddie Bullen from his 2020 album, Kaleidoscope. You are listening to a conversation I had with Eddie back in July 2020. Everybody is on the same level. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're an international Rolling Stones, U2, the police, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, or if you're the little guy starting out. Everybody's on the same playing field for the first time ever. Right. Nobody can play. People getting back into venues and going to a concert with, you know, from 4,000 to 40,000 people, I think, are going to be a long time in the future. So do you think this is a chance for the local communities to refocus on what their local talent's doing? You've got the Velvet Underground and Cherry Colas, the Horseshoe Tavern. You've even got places like the Phoenix that might give... This is a golden opportunity for local talent to shine.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's actually, especially with the travel restrictions, I think people have to go mining for local talent. And I think, again, this is one of the opportunities that local talent have right now. And for for me, that's one of the things that I am doing, is that I want to make sure that whatever happens... However, this is gonna open up that I am in a place where I have set this, this foundation by putting out um, content that I am, I am capable and, you know, and, and um, have the facilities and the personnel that we can, we can do shows based on whatever is gonna open up. And I mean, one of the things is I'm saying yes to pretty much everything. I actually just did a wedding <laughs> in, in your area, uh, but about a month ago. And what they did is, they every hour they had ten people come. So the ten people come, and then you know at four and at five they'd ask them to leave, and then another people would come. And six the last of and seven, eight, and then finished at nine. So, you know, people figured, and the way they did it is. They did it in conjunction with their neighbors. And these guys did it with their neighbors. So they, the yards kind of were kind of together. So there are 10 people at that yard, 10 people at this yard. And they just rotated them. So you had 20 people. So yeah, so, that, creative. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there'll be creative ways of making this happen. Like, I, I right now, I just, this, I, about an hour ago, I got called for another guy. A guy's having a birthday party, and he wants to have a band at the birthday party. So, we're going to be doing that. And it's going to be, I, again, you know, so he has his close family, but he, but he wants me to play
0: Well, people want well like they certainly want to get out and hear live music, I mean, I've just been, and musicians are just chomping at the bit to play. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just there's driveway parties going, you know, driveway shows going on with people setting up their chairs on the other side of the street and all yeah. sorts of stuff happening all over the place. So, so what have you learned from all this?
1: <laughs> well you have to be resilient you have to die you know you're trying to figure out as a musician how to how to stay relevant and stay alive and, try and figure out how what what's the next move you have to try and you know listen to the chatter and figure out how to position yourself so you so you're in the um you know on the pipeline in that pipeline for for what what gonna happen next
0: staying front and center yeah, yeah yeah.
1: you gotta be and that's one of the things like I mean I'm, I'm constantly you know chatting with my boys about that like what what is the next how does
0: Quincy see this I mean he's a he's a professional musician
1: yeah so what do you, the thing is with he's... Quincy he's been when he left school he one of his I mean his first job was teaching so he started teaching he, and he had and, and in one week he had like 30 students and it was a company called Stay-at-Home Music, mm-hmm. so he'll travel to the different homes and teach. So he's never given that up. So with COVID right now, that's what he's doing. He's doing, he's teaching with, with, um, either Instagram or, or um, Zoom, or in, any one of those things he's, he's, te- he's been teaching. and So that kind of, yeah, it's amazing that you have... You know, two or three different disciplines, and you know when one is gone, you can just fuel the next one. So that's what's happening with him.
0: Two positives for you to come out of this: per- one, personally, and one, professionally.
1: Uh first <laughs> good one. Um, I mean, I I've been just okay. Yeah, one is is really ramping up my. Uh, video production the positive is really like putting that on steroids i i am before it was i was kind of doing it slowly and limping along and now it is it is there where it's it's a turnkey operation so that covid has triggered that for me um personally i mean i've always bonded with my boys i mean and I, I don't know <laughs> I, I can't think of anything personally. You
0: spent a lot more time with them though,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I spend they a lot you haven't killed
0: time each other yet
1: we yeah we're we're pretty good with each other we you know we the boys will follow me around the house and just we' talk and and we'd always do that. I mean we do that even more now, you know um but we'd we sit and you know we we're all going to do something. And then we'll congregate at a certain point, and the next thing you know it's two hours that we sit in and and what it actually personally is what we do is a lot a lot of planning right? you know they, they they would source information and then we would get together and then we we'll start planning and how we trigger that and how we implement different things um. And, you know, they'd say, look, Dad, I think I need, we need to, to get this, and we need to get that, because that piece will do this. And then they'll do more research, and they go, no, no, not this one, but I found a better one. And, you know what I mean? So those are things that have been happening frequently with us, and we've been sort of building it slowly.
0: So if there was one artist in the because we all have our favorite artists, it doesn't matter what level of, musician you are we all have a favorite mm-hmm. out there what would be the one artist that you would love to open for mm-hmm. that you've never had the opportunity to, to perform with before
1: oh, that's a good one mm. uh, I would say uh, Chick Corea
0: now that was unexpected
1: yeah I like, I like Chick and I like his band so that's uh, anyway that comes to yeah fun Chick Korea. Yeah.
0: Or... Nice. I like him too. Yeah. You've just listened to a conversation I had with jazz pianist, producer, and songwriter Eddie Bullen in July 2020. We sat at the kitchen table in Eddie's home chatting and reminiscing. It was great to catch up on a beautiful but rather hot summer day. Many thanks to Eddie and Quincy Bullen and Paul DeLong for writing and performing the theme music for the show. And to those of you who tuned in, Thank you for taking the time to listen, inviting us into your cars, offices, and homes. If you'd like to continue listening to what these musicians have to say, follow me on Podbean or any one of the platforms you're using, and you'll be notified automatically when the next conversation is published. I am Pat Blythe, and you're listening to Love the Music. Have a great day and a wonderful evening.